Groove Café. It is the Groove Cafe on RX Radio and I am Crystal always looking forward to chatting with my guests, learning from my guests, especially when they have a big heart and they care about others, they care about community. Today I have the Chief Executive Director of Bravo Shoes Limited. He's also the Executive Director of Bravo Shoes Community Support Organization. He has built a huge social media print should i say just talking about you know helping others sharing different activities that he's been involved with over the years and his business acumen goes back over 20 years over 20 decades today i have yesije brian of bravo shoes joining me on the groove cafe hello thank you how you doing very well thank you thank you for all the advice that you gave me just before we started it's always nice to have someone break down a few things critically it's my pleasure. <laughs> and yeah. I think that's also your personality. You, uh, yeah. You not? see something, you talk about it. I love entrepreneurship. Uh-huh. And when I see something that needs improvement, mm-hmm. I'll move forward and advise. Okay. Yeah. Proudly Ugandan? Definitely. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell me about where you were born. Um, yes, I was born uh, some miles away mm-hmm. uh, from Barra. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's many years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, Barra town, just... Uh, about few kilometers away from Baratown. Mm-hmm. That's an area called Kashari, Chamgorani, mm-hmm. Barra. Yes. Did you grow up there? Yes, of course. School was there as well? Yes, my school was there. Mm-hmm. I'm a village champion. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a village champion, I love that. Yeah. So as people say, when did you come to town? <laughs> ah, I came to town in the year 1997. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yes, of course, those days we used to come on... Uh, those buses or lorries. So I got one of the lorries that landed me in Kampala. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I started maneuvering through. What was uh, the plan when you came? What was um, the plan? Of course, um, I'd come for um, my high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I became big-headed to the other side and uh, decided to look for a school by force in Kampala. On your own? Uh, on my own, yeah. Oh, my. And uh, through that, I managed to get one school, which mm-hmm. I joined. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I excelled through. Okay. Much as I was a village champion, but I made it. <laughs> I tried my best. So yeah. when when did business start scratching you? Mm? Um, Is it from family? Was no, it your parents? Um, I wouldn't say family. Yes, my father was... Um, he was a teacher, but got a grocery shop. So maybe I will not relate that to where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, luck befell me when I got a family friend that gave me a job, mm. a senior for vacation. Okay, and let's go back. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, I started working for him for a short time. Mm-hmm. And um, my character is that I, I love dealing with people mm. and I love giving details. Mm. So <laughs> it, it was easy for me to deal with customers and I'm very fast mm-hmm. and very inquisitive. Mm-hmm. So I relate that to my character. Yes. Because, you, you like learning yeah, as well. Because mm-hmm. when I was in school as well, I was a very good barber mm-hmm. at the time when French cats had come. Oh, wow. So in school? In my holiday, in my holiday I was a barber. Mm-hmm. Uh, in school, I was a cameraman. Mm-hmm. I used to have my yashika, you know, uh, that yashika... Uh, you know, camera. Mm-hmm. Then we could take some photos, get some little money, mm. and then I also used to sell, um, you know, uh, eucalyptus, uh, you know, seedlings. In our neighborhood, we had a family that had a bond on the place, so we could get the eucalyptus, you know, seedlings, and then uh, go across 
town and sell them and get back My home. My yeah. goodness. So mm-hmm. make sure you have some little money. Mm-hmm. So that's how I grew up, you know, struggling. You mm-hmm. know, we were boys in the house. Okay. With only girls. About two died and we only have one girl and we're no boys. Okay. How we're many nine boys. were you? Mm-hmm. We were nine boys. Uh, we uh, we are now eight. We lost one just a month ago. I'm so sorry. Yes. So we, we are now eight boys. And oh. one okay. Yeah. So you came to town ready to make your way mm-hmm. find your own school it's <laughs> crazy yeah, yeah, find yeah. your own school but also make your way yes. uh, you said you know of course there was struggle try a bit of this try a bit of that what was the first thing that you started doing that started to like catch for you when i was in kampala i was a hawker mm-hmm. uh, and i always told people and they, they wonder whether it is the truth yes um, I started dealing in newspapers, the old newspapers. Mm. At that time, of course, people had started making chapatis. So I could correct those newspapers and then sell them in Makindye up mm. there. Mm-hmm. I would sell them to the guys that uh, you know were making chapatis on the roadside. Mm. I'd get some little money and mm. I'd be in school with a little, you know, some little cash mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So um, when I got a job, uh, senior four, um, my boss was called Nikki Simon, was selling clothes. So mm. I like to be smart, you know. Smartness was my my kind. Mm-hmm. So I started up working with him, but I continued selling my newspapers as well. Mm-hmm. This time I would collect them and in the evening go and sell them to those guys that needed them. Okay. Uh, so when I came to town, it was easier for me to get the old ones, even from my workplace where I used to get mm-hmm. them. So I would pick them and go and sell them as well. So later, um, I lost my job because this was a family business. Mm-hmm. Um, they were employing more family than non-family members. Mm. Uh, then I started hawking. Mm-hmm. I went back into my hawking. Yeah. I was hawking clothes. So okay. uh, that time I got a connection with my customers. So some few customers I would make sure that I would take them shirts, clothes, you know, trousers and sell to them. Mm. And I kept on moving, moving. So late in the year uh, 2001, be specific, uh, I decided to settle. Mm. Uh, I wanted to settle because I believe um, that having a permanent address is the best way to do your business. Mm. And I didn't want to keep on as a hawker. Okay. So I got a small place of 100,000. That time it was in a big shop. Mm-hmm. You get a small space mm-hmm. um, inside the shop. Yeah. And then also put up some little shirts and then hawkers, you have a permanent address. Mm-hmm. Um, that time when they opened that building is when Uganda Telecom was giving free landlines. Mm. And I picked my landline because... <laughs> You know, I, I believed certain things, especially address. What makes somebody have a permanent address? Mm. And one of them is having a contact, yeah. a fixed contact. So I got that number, 0414342333. Mm. It's up to today my phone number, my contact oh, phone number. Wow. And I've never lost it as a landline for my business, up to today. Well, that also relays reliability. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we got it, and up to now, I have had it. You said this was 2001? 2001. Talking actually March 15th 21 almost 22 years 22 now. years ago yeah oh my goodness yeah. okay yeah. Mm-hmm. so you got your permanent address but you were still hawking yes of as course well. mm-hmm. of course you'd go to offices but you know where you come and sit mm-hmm. I didn't want to you know uh, be from one place to the other mm-hmm. because um, I've always believed a business where a customer can find you uh, is much better than where a customer deals with somebody they've never met Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, uh, okay. much as now things are changing, mm-hmm. but still there are certain things that we cannot forget mm-hmm. uh, that will always be there whether you accept it or not. Okay. So I started doing my hawking and doing my business. Customers would come. Of course, that time, where would I get clothes? I would mm-hmm. run downtown, get yeah. my clothes, come yeah. and put. 
then you'd come and ask me for a size I don't have. I told you I've got my stores when I didn't even have any stores. <laughs> so I would have run to a neighbor to say, give me the shirt I go and sell. I mm. bring you the money. Mm. So that kind of hustle. I started with 100,000 in Ganeshling, my business. Mm. Um, and even up today when you tell somebody 100,000, they wonder, how did you make it? Yeah. I said, maybe they say the value was much more. I said, no, it wasn't. Mm. I just paid for my, my, my space, 200,000. Mm-hmm. And then from then, uh, I used 100,000 to get some few shirts put on display. So whenever a customer would come, I would have friends where I go and pick, sell and return. So uh, the two the things, I mean, of course you had an eye. You had yeah. an eye for stuff, they had an yeah. eye for the good stuff. Yeah. But then also you had your relationships, not only the relationships with your customers, yeah. but even with your friends who yes, also had the, the stock that you needed. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's very important because you can't raise capital. Mm-hmm. Everybody complains of capital here and there. Yeah. But the best capital is the relationship you have with your Mm-hmm. with your suppliers and the people you have the colleagues yes i can be seated here but you have the shirts i can sell mm-hmm. i can get a customer you sit there you don't have the customer mm-hmm. but once you trust me and i'm able to get these clothes to you then it becomes easy okay. and i did it so i started making a profit very good profit mm-hmm. i'd get a shirt at maybe 18000 and sell it at 30000 or 40000 even mm-hmm. that time mm-hmm. so it was easy to sell because few people were into clothes yeah back uh, then yeah back then so Ah, I started growing. So you started with the clothes. Yes, when, I, when I started did, with clothes. When did the footwear come in? Um, that time I decided that um, I wanted to deal in quality clothes because mm. most of them were coming from downtown. Yeah, they were cheap. Mm-hmm. So I said I wanted to explore uh, mm. outside the country, mm. and that place was Dubai. Okay. So I got some little money. Um, it was actually four hundred fifty dollars. Got my ticket for one hundred fifty dollars as in Dubai. Mm. So I got about fifty pairs. Of, it's, 50 shots yes 50 mm. and i came with them on my arrivals at the airport uh-huh. paid my taxes and came okay. within one month i'd sold those shots because they were good mm-hmm. and unique because i knew i wanted something that is not in kampala uh-huh. for me to be able to get a, a markup so as i was in istanbul i mean in dubai i realized also that dubai people were getting these things from turkey yes. istanbul and so turkey last, quality yes, yes. in mm-hmm. one year i decided to go to istanbul okay It was hard going to Istanbul because we could get a visa in Nairobi. Mm-hmm. That time we have very few Africans in that country. So I would travel to Nairobi, mm. spend a week waiting for visa. Even after a week they tell you the visa is not ready. <laughs> Go and wait for six months. I waited for eight months to get a visa. <gasps> eight and, months. Yes, eight months getting a visa. So I had to transform myself to uh, to Turkey to get these good clothes. Mm-hmm. Of course in Turkey it wasn't a bed of roses as well. Mm-hmm. Language problems, you could not interpret everything. Mm. I suffered a lot, I lost a lot of money there. Mm. Um that time I had raised my capital mm. about $1200. I almost lost $400. Yeah, by the mistake I made, you know, uh, because I got stuck in this country and I could not make any phone call for somebody who had given me a business card. Mm. So first of all I lost money on the airport. They okay. gave me a card that this hotel had closed. <gasps> so when the hotel closed, so we started looking for a hotel from 8 p.m. because I left the airport at 7, took me an hour. Mm-hmm. So we looked for the hotel up to 3 a.m. Oh not knowing gosh. that this hotel had closed. Wow. So it was no more mm-hmm. until I got a hotel which I decided to stay and a journey of $25 I spent over $150. Because the guy was going round, round and round. So I settled in the hotel. Mm. So in the same hotel, I spent three days when I was blind. Mm-hmm. Means I, I could get out and see my eyes are getting blind. I go back. Mm. There's nobody going to to. You cannot speak English. There was no English, no Arabic, nothing. So that time, um, I tried to explain to somebody at the reception that please, I need, 
uh, to communicate back home mm. to the person who gave me directions yes and the guy told me no 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 don't worry go to your your bed and press number 4 mm. and then dial out what i said wow this is beautiful <gasps> yeah so i went Ooh. to the hotel and made calls i called everybody my Those friends in the usa international calling rates it was okay it was fun because i mean which hotel would give you free mm-hmm. <laughs> calls i've never yes, seen it yes ah then after the last person i called is the one who said but bravo you've talked so long on the phone mm-hmm. um where are you i said no i'm in the hotel i'm on my bed he said please How many people have you called? Oh no. Say <laughs> please put off the phone. Go and find out. I was billed over $400. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And they gave me a bill immediately. I thought But already I had already taken a decision. I paid my bill. Mm-hmm. Walked across the building, mm-hmm. shopped what I could so that I can exit the country and leave as soon yes, as possible. And I left. But that was quite the experience. Because I couldn't have anybody to take me at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had an experience at first when I was going to Dubai, mm-hmm. asked a friend who failed to, you know, to take me. So all these countries have been struggling myself. I said if I know how to read and write, mm-hmm. I should be able to juggle through. Yeah. Yes, good enough when I lost that money, I'm I'm like, yes, it was my money. I didn't borrow it from anyone. So I go back and mm-hmm. strike. Mm-hmm. So good enough the little I got, I managed to sell it. Yeah. So Yeah, I started growing. So, that same country, I had a um a very old man who was next to the hotel. Mm. When I went there about the fourth time, he had a little child and this little child um would be amazed to look at an African black mm. and then with white teeth. Mm. And then he picked interest. So, whenever he goes to school, the following day he would know that I came in the country. Mm. He would come and write something on paper and ask me, "Why do you have white teeth <laughs> and black skin?" Then I, I explained to him. Mm-hmm. Then he kept on giving me every time I would meet him after school. Mm-hmm. He comes and ask me. So the old man was making shoes. Mm. So these shoes were good and I said, "How do you make it?" I saw him how he was going through the process and very old. He's actually still alive now. He's actually mm-hmm. coming to so 100 years. Something he had been doing all his yeah, life. Yeah, he's coming to 100 years now and oh, still wow. very active. Yeah. It's coming 100 years, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the little boy I, I met is a very big man now. Yeah. So I picked interest. I said, "Oh, these are nice shoes." for children. Mm. Then at the time that in Kampala they were, you know, even up today they are, you know, poor quality shoes for children. Mm. So I started bring some little of them I bought some few from them and then brought them. I saw people buying them, accepting them. Mm. I said, "Wow, I think I can be able to venture into um into a footwear." Mm-hmm. Um I wanted to do but for what, children. For children, mm. you know, I wanted to be specific. Yeah. I was in clothes and I realized that branding clothes is very difficult. Mm. It's a very difficult business, very complicated and needs a lot of money. Okay. Fashion and style changes every day, especially yes. for <laughs> for men and women. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, I should be able to go into you know, shoes. Okay. And for children, mm. not anyhow. Mm-hmm. So I started small later and uh, when I came back in the country I said, no, I'm not going to trade anyhow. Mm. I am going to make sure um, I create a brand. So when I came I went through USB and how to register the brand mm-hmm. because I didn't want to go to the market anyhow without mm-hmm. you know having a trademark. When I was thinking about trademark, I said what can I create as a trademark? Mm-hmm. I said I will not look beyond me. Okay. Um because I tried to find out how these brands came into inception, Suzuki, Toyota, BMW, mm-hmm. um Mercedes. I said no, uh, the brand must come from my third name. Okay. And uh, my third name is Bravo. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's my third name. So I had to get my third name and <laughs> do my branding. I uh-huh. said yes, Bravo shoes. 
should be the name mm-hmm. uh, that will ever take me wherever I want to mm-hmm. go. And why did I choose my name? Is that you see when you have a sentiment attachment to the brand, mm-hmm. uh, it's very difficult for that brand to fail. Because mm-hmm. when the brand falls, you have failed. Yes, it's very hard to let it go down. Yes, and I went deeper to find out why are brands. What are they? What is Toyota? Mm-hmm. What is Suzuki? I realized these are family names. These are names created by the individuals. Mm-hmm. And it's the reason why these brands have grown bigger because the owners have the same attachment mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. And the more you work on it, the more you grow and mm-hmm. the more you, you know, you develop that attachment that you do everything to make sure that brand uh, does not fail. Yes. <laughs> But when you create a brand anywhere, I mean, mm-hmm. you I just say pick I can a, easily detach a name myself. from the clouds. Yes, mm-hmm. then you say that I can detach myself yeah. and look for another because I, I got it. I can start again something Maybe else. Maybe I got it from Google yeah. and then I will pick another name. Mm-hmm. So all the time you're picking names because you feel the other has not worked. Yeah. So I went in, did my trademarks and I was successful and I started the journey since 2006 wow. up to today. Um Bravo Shoes um has been there. Mm-hmm. Uh Bravo Shoes went to Bravo Podiatry Diabetic Food Care mm-hmm. introduced Uh, shoes for people living with diabetes. When did you decide to make that? Because those are two very different things. Yes, uh, that time I traveled to um, Germany, mm-hmm. uh, and um, you know I've been trying to, you know, to explore myself. Mm. Uh, and during my journey, I've tried to invest a lot in travel. Okay. Um, yes, many people say, "Let me buy a plot of land." So no, me I've realized that travel is very important because you're investing in yourself mm-hmm. to understand you know things. Mm-hmm. So one time I decided to travel in one country that I've admired that's Germany. Mm-hmm. Um and going to Germany was for three things. Mm-hmm. Um was go to BMW, uh Mercedes, mm-hmm. uh Liebe, one of the manufacturers of the largest cranes in the whole world, and I chose also Bayern Munich mm-hmm. as a football club. <laughs> okay. Much as um, me and football, we are parallel. <laughs> I don't really? even I don't even know who plays in Bayern Munich you know. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to see how these Arabs run these clubs. Yes. And um the club I chose was Bayern Munich mm. and they said no. I want to know how these brands have lived longer. Right. Of course many people see football but there's a lot behind mm-hmm. uh, as a brand. Mm. There's a lot they inject in there's a lot uh, of, of competition and doing whatever they're doing. Mm. So I was in BMW, mm-hmm. uh, went to BMW and Mercedes and those So three. these are your case studies. Yes, um mm-hmm. because I wanted to see how do these brands survive? You know, how are they surviving up today? Yeah. It's today that I learned that BMW is the largest manufacturer of, of jet engines. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I know how BMW started with the small cars that you could not imagine. So you have to today. diversify, you have yeah. to grow, yes. you have but, to adapt. But, but what I was learning mm. is that these guys have kept on the same journey. Okay. They have not diverted. Ah, they have okay. been on the same journey. So even They, though you are evolving, you still yeah, must keep absolutely. your vision. Yes, mm. I was in clothes, mm. but I'm in footwear, which mm. is under the same classification, class number 25. Aha. Uh, people would say, "Bravo, you have diversified." No, mm. I am under the same classification. <laughs> clothes are ties, shirts, suits, socks, everything. Mm. So you, you can as well say I'm in clothes, but I'm deciding only to sell blouses for men mm. or women. I'm only deciding to deal in trousers so that everyone that would ever look for trousers would look for me. Okay. okay? So me I decided to say let me go into footwear. Uh-huh. Even in footwear there's another branch which is 
shoes for children. <laughs> yes. And, and you're like, I want to do shoes for children. Children only. Mm-hmm. Then later in two, diabetes. Before I go for ladies or for men, diabetes. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to solve a problem. Yes, yes. So solving a problem is what I was looking at. Mm-hmm. In that line where people have not how gone did to. You, yeah. How did you learn about that gap there that needed to um, be filled? When I was in Germany, um, mm-hmm. we had a medical expression that uh, I went to. Okay. Um, and I also picked interest in that medical uh, exhibition. Mm-hmm. Even before I went here, I've seen so many people in families. Uh, you have your mom, you have your dad, you have the money in the house. You go to hospital, your dad has no shoes. Your dad is is uh, in slippers, mm-hmm. no shoes because he's diabetic. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's, he has high blood pressure. No shoes can fit you. They need those special, it is it orthopedic it, uh, shoes? Yes, are orthopedic they? shoes. Mm-hmm. Diabetic, you know, there are those which are orthopedic, there are those which are diabetic. Oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. so I realize I say yes. We are still chatting more. This conversation continues tomorrow on The Groove and that's only on RX Radio. Groove Cafe.